Welcome to the Modular Nutrition and Wellness Podcast. Today is Podcast 17. Today I'm going to talk about my fitness journey. So just to give y'all a little bit of a background. So I didn't play any sports in high school, okay? So just average looking, I guess. Kind of skinny, little pot belly. You know, I was in a RTC band, whatever. But my senior year when you know that time to go ahead and join the marine corps was you know coming along you know i went to my recruiter office he's like okay let's do you know your initial strength test whatever and sit no the crunches okay they're not too bad the run really haven't been a good runner still ain't a good runner actually i've been prescribed not to run because of some injuries i have um but it was the pull-ups when I first went to my recruiter, um, we went we went to MEPS the first time. Um, you ever go to MEPS in Virginia in Fort Lee? Um, you know, every brain, you know, everyone who's joined the military kind of in the same room, but the Marine Corps, you know, we got the pull-up bar there. And so when I went the first time, I did three pull-ups. And I mean, the third one I barely got. Recruiter man, he was like, look, he's like, Harold, you never want to embarrass me like that again. So when it came time to actually leave or ship out, I did 14. So we had some improvement there. Now I left for boot camp at one, weighing 181. Again, no athletic background. Um, I came back from recruit training at 165. Pretty skinny, didn't gain any muscle there, um, but pretty skinny. Now my mentor, who was my JROTC instructor, Gunny Sergeant Nash, shout out to Gunny. Um, he was like, man, you know, you lost a lot of weight. You know, um, you know, I think I think you'll be primed to. He wanted he suggested me do bodybuilding at first. So I'm six feet and um, pretty lean. He's like, hey man, you know, you got a good reset. Pretty much, this will be a good place for you to start bodybuilding to build off of. So man, I'm not bodybuilder, man, because I'm not a, uh, you know, that ain't me. I ain't, you know, I ain't doing the eating right and all that type of stuff. So, um, came back and so September 2009 by December 2009 I think I was already at two maybe like 200 210 something like that right so that's about a 40 50 pound gain in a couple months and people say why do you gain weight after boot camp really you don't get the structure you know boot camp drill shoulders all up on you four o'clock in the morning you walk run everywhere so but you kind of don't, you know, you don't get that once you leave there. So, um, this is an interesting one. So, um, I, my, my mentor, Nash, Gunny Nash, he's like, Hey, you know, I said, Hey, Gunny, you know, can I come to the gym with you? You know, he, he at that time, he was about 50, something like 50, maybe mid early 50, mid fifties. He body did, he did bodybuilding. He did pilots and competing and stuff like that. So, you know, I started coming with him. Um, and I think I went to a couple of his competitions and, you know, I kind of seen some of the weights other people were lifting their, de- their bench, their deadlifts, their squats. And I was okay, you know, not bad. And, you know, Gunny's like, Hey, I, I think you should you know, you should get into it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I ain't that strong. Um, so to give you perspective, um, I keep my log notebooks in actual notebooks. So. I have just about every single workout I've ever done since 2009. There's a little bit of a period where I try to do it you know, electronically, but it's not the same. It's like reading a book versus an ebook, right? Um, 
and my bench press was 95. My squat was like 115, deadlift was like 150. Awful, right? Um, so January 2010, I said, you know what? That's my first time. I said, you know, I'm gonna start. I didn't know anything about diets and anything about supplements. That was the first time I got supplements, first time I decided to do a, a rough diet. So my first, very, very first stuff I've ever bought was a protein powder from GNC called Amplify XL. And I always remember it because it had flaxseed in it, which I thought was very weird, but at the time they know, you know, GNC people, they try, they they act like they they experts, man. They, oh, this is perfect, you know, get, get size, blah, blah, blah. And my diet at the time was weird. I did, so I was a big sweets person. I'm a big, I'm big on sweets, I love sweets. So what we did was I did, I used to drink like wine punch, eat candy, like just dumb stuff. We kept it simple. I drank propel water, you know, to kind of crave that, the sugary drinks. Yo play light yogurt, so and fruit. So instead of eating candy, I ate that. You know, yo play light got all the good flavors, stuff like that. And my meals, I ate a lot of sandwiches. So what I used to do, uh, I had Mrs. Dash. I used to toast, take my bread, I would toast the bread. And I, I, would, I would put Mrs. Dash on it first, toast it, and then I would use like different sandwich meats, roast beef, turkey, ham, whatever. Um, and then I would use things like uh, like mustard, right? You know, mustard is very low calorie. And I would use that to see, like that, that, I would eat that, you know, multiple times a day. And I was training twice a, you know, twice a day. And from January, uh, late December, up until, I wanna say, February, I went from that 210 back down to 180. And I was, you know, I was I was pretty good. It was weird, you know, you hit the newbie gains. I had the muscle tone, but it was more or less, um, you know, I was lean, I had the muscle tone and everything. Um, yeah, it, it was an interesting journey. And so from there, um, you know, I, I got much, much stronger. Um, wasn't on the level of Lenny yet, but you know, I was still going to competitions, still kind of watching people in my age group, my weight, my weight group, seeing what kind of numbers people were putting up. And you know, it took it took a while, it took a few months before I felt comfortable saying, "Hey, you know, I, I think I'm strong enough now where I can actually, you know, kind of compete with people." You know, I was seeing what you know what 18 and 19 year olds were doing at the time, and it's kind of weird to say this, but you know, there aren't any, a lot of 18, 19 at that time. You know, back then. That, that were lifting that took it serious, right? You only had really your athletes. Now it's different. You know, you get you got 18, 19 years on steroids now. But they mainly doing all this stuff for, you know, social media. Back then, you know, no one's really on the fitness journey yet. Um I was you know, I, I was into it. So I kinda stuck with lifting man and throughout the years I had did two competitions, um, two powerlifting competitions. One was in Charlottesville with USAPL. Uh, that was my first time ever seeing uh, assisted lifting. So that's my first time seeing a bent shirt, you know, squat suits, all that type of stuff. Uh, they had a raw, non-raw thing there, and um, so I, I competed in in raw, of course. And uh, I forgot what school. I think it was Virginia. I'm thinking Virginia Tech, VMI. Yeah, like a whole politan team there. They were doing assisted stuff. So, but that was, you know, it was a good experience, kind of seeing you know the camaraderie between people that lived and things like that. Uh, I did it. I decided to. Uh, my second one was in North Carolina with 100% raw. Uh, Love those people. They were pretty cool, man. Um, you know, again, everything is raw. I think it was the first time I really seen uh, some, 
just outright strong people, man. And for those who never did powerlifting, the way they, they run the meets is um, everyone gives what their initial weights are going to be on a squat day, bench, or whatever. And they place your order based upon your weight. So the lowest weight goes first. And they do this so they can load. They don't got to keep taking weights off the bar, right? They can just add, add, add as they're going up. And I never forget, um, I was up there warming up in the upstairs area. They had like a warm up area because uh, the, the meat was in a gym, like on the basketball floor. And then there was like a weight area upstairs where you're looking over, you know, down to the floor. And I'm warming up, um, you know, uh, I think I started my bench at like 250. I started my squat at like three something. My day was like four something. Um, and again, you just start there, right? Because the thing is, you know, in order to move to your next weight, you have to get that first weight done. So you don't want to start too high and you just get no lifts. You want to start kind of low on an area you know you can get and then work out from there. There was a high school kid, man. I think he was like 15, 16. He was an offensive lineman. And um, we were squatting, uh, doing warm-ups. And, you know, I put a plate on, warm-up with a plate, warm-up with a second plate. And then we started kind of backing off from there. So this kid is just adding plates on three plate, four plate, five plate. I'm like, damn, this dude, this dude's warming up. And so he lifted on the heavyweight platform. He was a second to last person to go in the entire meet. Uh, I mean, this guy's bench was over five. His squat was like six or seven. His dad was like seven. I mean, high schooler now. Um, so it was pretty crazy. But uh, I met some cool people. A guy named Pat. Um, man, that, that, was, that was a cool one. He was actually from the same area I was in. But, you know, he traveled out to these lifts or to these meets. Um, you know, big, tall, you know, tall black guy, strong guy. Um, never forget him because he drove a, a 760. So, you know, the 7 Series with the V12. Um, but, you know, he used to motivate me, man. Like, he was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be your coach, blah, blah, Because you do everything on command. So, like, when you squat, um, when you unrack, you got to step back, you hold the weight. You give it, you give, you're giving the command to squat, but you have to be the one to know when you hit parallel and then come up. And so he's like, man, I'm gonna, I'll let you know when you hit that parallel. So, you know, you squat down, going, going, going. I'm, you know, I'm six feet, so that that distance is kind of you gotta go all the way down, right? So that distance is going, going, going. He goes, boom. Let me know, you know, when to come back up. And so yeah, he was pretty cool. Uh, liked him, man. He was he was cool people, good camaraderie. So, um, essentially, after that, um, I go to my my MOS school, and actually, unfortunately, I get an injury. Uh, that's where I get tarsal tunnel syndrome from. Uh, and essentially. When I'm on my feet, running, uh, jumping, whatever, my feet go numb. It's like carpal tunnel, but in this case, it's the posterior tibial nerve. So, um, you know, I kind of feel like after that, um, I kind of fell off after that. Um, this, you know, things, it was just, just random things started getting hard to do. But, you know, I still continue to live. I still pro did my programs. I made, used to make my programs. And you know, just continue, continue to go on, go to the gym. You know, at this point, I wasn't training the power level to compete. Um, because of the foot injuries, but um, yeah, I just kind of stayed in it, man. And I did bulk cuts, and, and so the the way I do my programs now, I do phases. So anyone's ever been in the military, you know, training is always broken up into phases: phase one, two, three, blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of split my year into phases where I'll have, you know, a few months when I'm doing strength training. I have a few months when I'm doing a lot of volume work. I'll have a few months when I'm doing a lot of like circuit work, cardio type stuff. Um, so. That's pretty much what I do now. Um, you know, I have a home gym now. Um, so I have my own rack. I have a full rack, a, a wall-mounted rack. You know, I have bumper plates. I have dumbbells, resistance bands, multi-grip pull-up bars. So I, you know, I can do my own thing now. Um, 
but yeah so essentially now you know what i'm doing getting back into it um yeah i just continue to live man just, you know I, I watch some guys on youtube kind of you know kind of see what it's kind of weird it's kind of like technology lifting's kind of like technology right now where you know you kind of want to what, what the state of the art is you know you have people that come out with research you know that say hey this is better than that or you may see a guy that has an interesting exercise uh charles glass for me right now i mean he has exercises man that you you just ne you know you never thought of i've never even seen and then i go try and you're like man this works amazing um so i kind of stay up to date on that and obviously now with the supplement company so i started making my own supplements years ago uh, i can't even put a, a good date on it um, you know, once I took biochemistry, uh, for my chemistry degree, um, uh, that was my first, uh, understanding of BCAs. So we used to have, a, you know, you had a test, we had to remember all your 20, um, amino acids. And, um, you know, at that time, BCAs was huge. Everybody on BCAs. And I'm gonna do a podcast about BCAs. Uh, do they work? Do they don't work? Spoiler alert. They don't. Um, but once i took biochemistry i was able to actually read labels now you know i understood uh i'm trying to get a good way to say it so you know typically when you first start a lot of it's just bro side you listen to guys in the gym what they say but it really don't tell you why right it's always a oh man it's worked for me or this is how it is biochemistry is where i was able to understand why things are done the way they're done what you know i did a previous podcast understanding what are carbs why are carbs important um, for muscles, you know, glycolysis, th things like that, uh, BCAs, you know, the EA. I was able to understand all that stuff, and you know, you know, now I know what supplements are. I know what they do. I know what works, what doesn't work. And I'm gonna do another one on a uh, fat uh, fat loss supplements because I think that's gonna be a good one, um, explaining a lot of these fraud fat loss stuff. But um, yeah, so essentially, that that's my journey. That's how I got here. I essentially started. Um, as a power lifter, I competed and, you know, after some injuries and I uh, just kind of still trained, um, you know, followed the typical, you know, try to cut, bulk, maintain type of stuff. And, you know, now obviously with the company, with the business, I've been diving a lot into the science, you know, just kind of help people understand why things that they are the way they are. And, you know, you know, I talk to people around me, you know, my goal, I'm not trying to be an influencer. All right, let's get that straight because you know this is not to bash an influencer but what you see happening is in the beginning you know they're doing you know the good content out but once they run out of content to do they're not they're not educating you no more it's, it's stupid stuff you know I, I, I give a good example look at Larry Wills I mean nothing been you know in the beginning you know here's the thing there's a difference between you just recording what you're doing and actually informing people or educating people on how to do things or how to do that how to program i think that's what the fitness industry is, is missing people now you just look at people live take their shirt off look at me but you know what what happened to the people like uh you know like john meadows and and louis simmons who they're they're trying to educate people that's that's what my goal is to give people the knowledge to do their own thing so if i can help you understand you know when i did the meal planning series how to do a meal plan what is metabolism what are fats what are car like well, I, if i can help you understand that stuff now you can make your own you can do your own 
you're not relying upon some random person on fitness industry that's like, hey, I sell programs and then you find out they're cookie cutter, they're not even made for you. But if I can show you how to make your own program, how you can calculate your own BMR, your own macros, I think that's more important. That's, I'm trying to think of a song. There was a song, the difference between fame and notoriety, right? Notoriety when people know your work, you know, that's the legacy. I'd rather have that. You know, I put these out. I'm not putting these out to get attention. I'm putting these out to inform people. And so a little bit of a ramble there. But, yeah, that's my that's my fitness journey. Um, that's where I'm at now. And, yeah, if you're on your fitness journey, just want to encourage you to say, hey, you know, it's going to take. Well, OK, if you're natural, because I've been natural, obviously, you know, it's going to take time. Uh, but it's worth it. It is worth it. You, you come to appreciate um, things more. Um, when you put that time in, you see the results. So just stick with it and don't give up and don't let these influencers influence you into either taking PEDs or doing some other stupid stuff. All right, peace. <laughs>